Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fishcake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! On this episode, we're going to do an anime Q&A, and then we're going to talk about some anime we've been watching recently, like Tokyo Revengers, Dragon Maid S, My Hero Academia Season 5, and more. Well, like Smug Donuts said, we're going to be doing an anime Q&A. So we both wrote down some anime-related questions, and we're going to be asking each other those questions. So, do you want to go ahead and start? Sure. So, if you had to choose an anime character to narrate your life, who would it be? Who would be your narrator? Dio. (laughs) (laughs) I want Dio to narrate my life. The sub or the dub? Dub Dio. Really? Because the sub could be... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny, too. I don't know. I want both of them. I want them to switch off. Does the narrator for Kaguya-sama Love is War count? Could I have him? Yes. <laughs> yes. Obviously, the sub version. Yeah. Dub version does a good job, too. But, I mean, it's like not, not quite the same. There's some kind of magic that the sub version caught on to. I wouldn't only want Dio's voice, though. I'd want his personality to be narrating my life. His personality. <laughs> he would just be saying stuff like, Oh, <laughs> they've chosen yet another anime to watch. <laughs> is that your narrator or is that Dio? I don't know. So you're approaching the 900th episode of One Piece. <laughs> How else would I get any closer to the ending? <laughs> Perfect. And then the Kaguya-sama person could just like keep track of all the things that you did well throughout the day or didn't do well throughout the day. Yeah, it's weird how they always do those flashbacks, huh? Yeah. Like Smug Donuts, one. Everyone else, zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competition. So my question is, what team in Naruto would you want to join? The Akatsuki? No, I'm talking about the teams like Naruto's team or like Shikamaru and all of them's team or like Hinata's team. Definitely not Hinata's team. Oh, you don't want to be there with Shino? No. Sorry, fam. That ain't it. I feel like, I mean, obviously I love Naruto, so it'd be hard not to want to join his team. Yeah. Team seven. Kakashi's great too. He's a sensei. He's a great one. I was just thinking about the past teams as well. Like, I mean, you could join those too. Boruto's grandpa's team. <laughs> I mean, you could join Minato's team too. I'll replace Obito. You want to be on Obito's team? No, I'll replace him oh, after he... Oh, you want to he... switch? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just me and Kakashi. You want to take over his spot? Me oh, and Kakashi, Obi- that's it. <laughs> want to kick everyone off. I really just want to hang out with Kakashi by himself. No. Um, you could be on Guy's team with Lee and Tintin and Neji. No, not Neji's team. Who's Shikamaru's team? Shikamaru, Choji, and Eno. And Asuma is their sensei. Ugh, not Eno. Not Eno? Wow, that's really What weird. about the fangirl? Does she Tamari? Yeah. I mean, kind of. Her and Gara and. I get to be on her and Gara and the puppet guy. Yeah, why? I can't think of his name off the I top of my head. I forget the puppet guy's name. But I would, I would pick Tamari's team. There you go. Tamari's team? Yeah, okay. Gara and Tamari. Yeah. His name's going to haunt me. I'm going to be thinking about that all day. I don't remember everybody's name on that team. I'll be thinking about his name in the middle of the night. Oh, Conqueror. There you go. So I'm thinking that I want to join Shikamaro's team, Team 10. Because honestly, they seem pretty chill with each other. The three of them, 
they always go out to lunch together with Asuma, and they, that seems nice. And as adults, they're all still friends. And they honestly just seem to get along really well. well I think it'd be a, a chill team to be a part of. They do seem cool. I feel like Eno could help me with flowers or like with my hair or something. Or by betraying you. I don't like the same boy she likes, so it'd be fine. Oh, you don't like Sasuke? No, I'm good. Shikamaru also seems pretty chill. I feel like he'd teach me how to play shogi and that would be nice. Yeah, that would be cool. I do feel sad that I'm not on Shikamaru's team. Like that is, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you should have picked a different team. And then Choji would always have snacks. I love eating snacks. Agreed. So I feel like that's just the perfect team for me. Okay, what's your next question? What is the anime situation you would least like to be in? What is just the worst anime situation for you personally? Like a situation having to do with anime? Or no, like in, I mean... Like I'm I mean, in like an what? anime and... What anime situation that happened in an anime oh, oh, would shoot. you I got least it. want to be in? I got it. I have to switch places with Ken Kaneki while he's being tortured by Jason. I would not want to be in that situation. That seemed awful. That or being Austin locked in a cage with Oberon. That was not a good situation either. I don't want to be in either of those. Fair. What about you? I guess just being Mineta. <laughs> just... Just existing as Mineta. It's fair what you're saying about being Asuna, but like, I don't know. It just seems like you would be universally hated. You feel like it wouldn't be as big of a deal to be like tortured by Jason as it is just to be Mineta. He has to throw little grape balls at people. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing grape balls at people is pretty lame. Okay, here's my question. How did he over other people like Shinso get into the hero track? Like who? <laughs> There's so many people who would be better. Yes. Yeah. When, when like they literally like obviously outperform him. Yeah. How did he even get into the school? I mean, I feel like I've seen people with quirks on the streets that are just better than Mineta's quirk. I don't understand how he made it not only into UA in general, but the hero track too in class 1A. How? Another answer for that, if if we're answering a little bit, I think, more seriously, is just anything where somebody is involved in some kind of genjutsu or thing that's just basically an infinite oh, torture yeah. where they're stuck in time and they have to be tortured for billions of years or whatever. That sounds awful. I want to get out of those situations. Those sound yeah. really horrible. You don't want to be stuck in a genjutsu forever? But, I mean, obviously, I would immediately get out of it yeah my mind is not that weak <laughs> okay <laughs> i forgot what the joke there was this level of genjutsu does, does not, not work, or work on me yeah okay anyway <laughs> so you're trying to All think right, of? next question <laughs> okay um what's a waifu or a husbando that you have that you're embarrassed about a waifu or a husbando that i'm embarrassed about yeah that you're embarrassed about I mean, I do like a lot of yandere characters. I like the OG. Yuno Gasai. Yuno Gasai. From Future Diary. Yeah. I like Toga. Yes, from My Hero. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Are you embarrassed about liking yandere's? Yeah. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> embarrassing? <laughs> what about you? I touched on this a little bit last time. I am embarrassed to admit that Rochi is my husbando and that I like him so much. Because... 
like inside i know he's a player right mm-hmm. i know he's a player he in the anime he's like talking to a bunch of different girls and playing with their hearts and i don't want to be the kind of person who's like yes i like a player type of character but i can't help it i do i, I feel a, a little better, embarrassed about that i have a better answer i think all right, what's just your answer? Yandere's. They're not waifus, but I like and give characters a chance that are just generally bad people. You do. Yeah. Often, yes. Like with Mommy from Run a Girlfriend. I guess I just find it embarrassing that I like characters that are just universally hated and thought of as yeah. trash. Like Mommy from Run a Girlfriend. I don't know. I just always thought she was going to be redeemed and she never did. And I just feel really bad about it and embarrassed. I could see that. The thing is, I don't like her at the end of that show legitimately i recognize that she was just trash the whole time i feel like i'm not necessarily embarrassed about this but i feel like people i've talked to have made me feel like i should be embarrassed about this but i have some older characters that i like that are his bondos like jiraiya mm-hmm. you know he's like in his 50s it's not like he's you know 90 or 100 or something but i like him i think he He's also a player, which, mm-hmm. well, is he a player? I think he's just kind of a weirdo. Anyway, I like Jiraiya. I'd be down to hang out with Jiraiya, but I, I have a friend who I've shown my husbando. I have a husbando's list. I've shown this list to her, and I remember specifically she just looked at me and was like, come on, really? Jiraiya? I'm like, yes. And she's like, but he's old. So I don't care, but maybe I feel like I should care. Another answer for this for me is my most recent waifu that mm-hmm. I feel a little embarrassed that I like is Makima from Chainsaw Man. Oh, come on. Everybody's liking Makima from yeah, Chainsaw Man. Yeah, but you don't understand. Join the Makima club. I, the thing that I'm embarrassed about is that I spoiled myself because I wasn't sure if I was going to like Chainsaw Man. Yeah. So I read ahead, way ahead. And the chapter that I read, I, I'm not going to tell which chapter it was or anything or tell any plot. Right. But when I read it, I was like, oh, Spiral Fish Cake is going to judge me when we get to this part. <laughs> but I still like Makima. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. I don't know, man. I like Makima, too. She's she's a waifu at this point. I mean, she's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. I, I have this. I don't know this. I don't know. So this is not a spoiler. But I have this very strong feeling that that lady is very evil and has some secrets up her sleeve like no other and actually might not even be a person might be like a monster but yes we'll see even if she is though i'm kind of like down yeah we're gonna talk like about chainsaw I'm, man I'm later okay with that yeah we'll talk about that later when we talk about manga we've been reading so my next question is you can be in an anime harem anyone that you pick right but it's random who you end up as in the harem which harem would you want to be a part of Oh, I know. I want to join the harem in My Next Life as a Villainess. Ooh, there's a lot of characters in that. And you can yeah. you can end up as anybody. Yeah, I could. And they're all pretty chill, pretty cool people. That's fair. They are pretty there's chill. There's some good guys in there's there. Like, there's, there's some good girls one in there. Girl that, one person that's kind of evil, isn't there? Yeah, but like <laughs> she helps him to be better at the end. And everything is okay. Like all everybody right. makes up. And he has some really cool powers, so it's fine. What about you? It'd be fun to be part of Nisekoi. Everybody in Nisekoi is pretty cool, too. Although, wait, hold up. What? It just occurred to me that you could end up as Marie. What's wrong with Marie? She's sick. And that would be sad if I oh, ended up as a sick, like, girl. That's true. 
Mm. I mean, I like her. She's cool. She is cool. But I, then you I, don't now that be, I've like, rethought sick. it, I, I want to be a mafia son or whatever. That'd be fun. That's good at cooking or like. Yeah, I want to be part of the yakuza. An annoying surgery. I don't know. <laughs> is there anything? Wow. <laughs> or Onodera. Wow. Hmm. Onodera is so sweet. She'd be she'd be a cool character to to be. You know who else's harem would honestly be kind of cool to join? Who? Kirito's. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kirito? Yeah, you could just be an SAO. I mean, that'd be kind of fun. You All just, right. Like, fight stuff. They're going to die if they die. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it could still be fun. I don't know. You're going to play in like VR. If you're in Aradagi's harem, you just live your life and you don't have to be around other girls, really. It's just. Ooh. They are completely separate, Hold basically. Up. That's a great choice to be in Aradagi's harem. All the girls in there are pretty awesome. Ooh, but then there's that chance that I could be Aradagi. <laughs> and I don't know about that. I don't know why I want that. Also, it's a question of who is in his harem and who isn't, you know. That's true. Like, Or is that a harem or is that just a group of friends? It's questionable. It's questionable. Mm. Man, I feel like you have such a good answer. I mean, obviously, Oran Host Club would be a good reverse harem to be in. You should pick Oran Host Club. Don't tell me you to. You should. That's a great choice. I want to pick. That's also a great harem. I want to be in that harem, too. All right, then pick it. No, my final answer is the harem in my next life is villainous because they're all pretty cool characters. And I feel like, honestly, my life would just be better. That's what happens to everybody in that harem. Everyone's lives just get better through knowing her. So which one are you picking? Not Clannad. No, that's a bad harem to join. That's the worst. I don't know if this is a niche pick or not. Okay. But I feel like I could totally go for the world God only knows. That's a great choice. I don't know if that counts technically as a harem, but I think we should count it for this purpose. Oh, you're right. That's kind of just a romance anime, yeah, ain't it? I'm going to count it. I think that's a good one. Now you've got me second guessing myself again. Okay, you're not familiar with this anime, but there's an anime called Infinite Stratos, and it is totally a harem anime. There's no ways about it. And. I just always thought those girls were all cute, and I feel like there's no downsides with that anime. It's a really good one. So you could be anybody, and it would be great. Yes, absolutely. All right, so you've settled on your final yes, choice. Yes, Infinite Stratos. So what's your guilty pleasure anime? I have a couple. I don't really feel guilty watching any anime. There's no anime that you're like, I don't know if I want to admit that I've watched this to people. Or that's like an anime that you know isn't necessarily that good, but you love it anyway. No, if I love an anime, it just, to me, it's good. All right, I got one for you. I mean, I like Keijo. That's what I was about to say, Keijo. <laughs> Keijo is a great guilty pleasure but anime. But again, it's not because it's a guilty pleasure. It's just a good anime. Watch Keijo. It's good. Make sure you get your parents' permission first. Mature audiences only. It is about... It's a sports anime, wrestling though. with people's body, body parts. parts. <laughs> it's so good, though. They take everything in that anime so seriously. That's why I love it. It's a ridiculous concept. But then you watch it and you're like, oh, no, actually, they're taking this really seriously. Like, this isn't funny. This is an actual sports anime. I love Keijo. One of my guilty pleasure animes, some of them are Ori Emo. Okay. Um, and Arrow Manga Sensei. They're, I haven't seen either of those. They're both like very heard. similar, which is why I mentioned them together. Or Amo is the, I can't believe my little sister's this cute. It's really funny. 
And there's some like really good romance in that anime. So my next question is, which anime power do you think you could make the most money with? Hmm. Anime power do I think I could make the most money with? Trying to think if there's powers where they literally make money. I think Kunikita in Bungo Stray Dogs, can he make money? No, it's the opposite. He's powerful when he spends money. No, no, no. That's not who I'm talking about. Who? Kunikita, the blonde haired guy. He can make little, he can make small items. Like That's not going to make you the most money. He could make me money. He could just make it. Yeah, but there's other powers you can make more money. An- anime has time travel abilities in it. Okay, I guess Okabe, his Okabe's power. Okabe's time of travel is not as good as others. Yeah, but like he could win me the lottery. Oh my word. That is not powerful enough. <laughs> or I could just become Gojo and then just go around threatening everyone in the world to give me money. What? Nothing. <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> oh, I could be Ochako and just like lift everyone's money up from there, from all the banks in the world. Just take it. You'd have to touch gravity. it first. True. I could just be Chuya from Bungle Stray Dogs and manipulate gravity and just take everyone's money by using gravity to take it from them. Man, you really do not have very strategic, like, <laughs> trying to steal money with powers. I mean, I said Okabe going back in time and just getting a lottery ticket. I, like... <laughs> oh, I could be Kazuma and I could use my steal ability and I could just steal everyone's money. Like, surely there are other abilities <laughs> that get you money faster than that. <laughs> Think grander. What ability would you pick then? If I was looking to be ethical about it, I would want to be Bulma. Bulma invents time travel. Okay. And is so smart that in Dragon Ball Super, she's like the richest woman on earth. That's not an ability. That's just her being smart. Intelligence is an ability. I guess. I thought you were thinking like a quirk or like a... Her ability is just as powerful (laughs) as a Dragon Ball character. saying... I'm just saying. Nobody else in Dragon Ball Z has that level of intelligence. So you want to be Bulma to do what? Like manipulate the stock market or something? No. Just earn money honestly using technology. That's lame. What? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What? Okay. Miss Judgy over here. I am Judgy. Well, okay. If you were going to do it not ethically, whose power would you All for one. All for one? Yeah. Just all for one and just what? What would you do? Just fight people and take their Yeah. Blood? I feel like my choices wow. were better than yours. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> There's also a ton of different time travel characters that can time travel really easily. That's true. So those make it easy to make money. I have another one. What? Lelouch <laughs> Viratania. Duh, why didn't we think of that sooner? Like, you could just geos everybody into giving you their money. He'd literally just have to walk up to a bunch of people and just be like, give me all the money in your bank account. Pretty wow. easy. That's, I feel dumb not thinking I bet that, that there's sooner. easier ways, though. Yeah, I bet there are, but that's a good way. I bet that there's anime characters that could just make money really easily. I think so, too. I'm just like, trying to think of who. Or if, if you're Momo from My Hero Academia and you just make diamonds. That's what I was trying to say about Kunikita. Like, he could just make stuff. Yeah, but you were trying to make individual bills. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> he could make 
big diamonds or rubies or something. I don't know. What's the smallest thing that would have the most value? A VTuber figurine. <laughs> <laughs> an, ami- an Animal Crossing amiibo card. <laughs> Some Pokemon cards. There you go. <laughs> That's how he would make the most money. Kunikita could just replicate all of those and sell them on eBay. Kill a ton of Pokemon cards. <laughs> but then, if you make too many... That's right. That'll mess up the market. So he's got to be careful with that. Who is your favorite female anime villain? Is Makima a villain? <laughs> I don't know. Is she? Toga. Toga is your favorite? I feel like I'm always going to answer the same answer and you know that. Toga? I mean, I don't know for sure. Especially after that last episode we watched. Oof. Ooh, that was we'll so good. T- we have to listen to later to hear about that. I think my favorite female villain, or at least antagonist, the first one that comes to my mind is Lady Satsuki from Kill a Kill. Respect. She came up right away when you said that in my mind as well. I don't know if she counts really as a villain, but Balalaika in Black Lagoon. Yeah, you really like her, I've noticed. Okay, I feel like I shouldn't like her because I know she's like a bad lady, but she's just so cool. She kicks butt in that show, and I love it. Every woman in that show kicks butt, if we're being honest, but Mm -hmm. she's like scary, and I like it. I think it's cool i root for her even though she's this mob boss mafia lady who is up to no good which anime character do you think would be the best at running a tiktok who would be best on tiktok I'm trying to think of characters who can dance haruhi yo haruhi from the melancholy of haruhi suzumiya she would be perfect she would be so good she would be so good she's funny she's smart she's got a lot of ideas she's also very organized so she'd be on top of it all the time she can dance she can force people to wear costumes to join her in her tiktok she's very charismatic yeah she'd be the perfect tiktok star I'm not going to count any of the entertainment industry animes in this, just to be clear, because it's obvious that a lot of the idols would be great TikTokers, to be fair. But I'd say that in Girlfriend Girlfriend, there's a girl that's like a YouTuber, a MeTuber is what it's called, (laughs) and she would be a great TikToker, I think. She MeTubes her heart out all the time, so I think she would be excellent at it. I also think Gojo could be good on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd be good on whatever social yeah. media he's on. Like, yeah. Let's be real. I, I think I'd rather see Gojo on Instagram, though. So which animation studio do you think has the best animation? Kyoto Animations, obviously. I mean, I don't think it's that obvious. Yeah, but you know me. I I love Kyoto Animation. Like, that's super easy for me. Really? Yes. I like their animation specifically is the thing. Yeah, Kyoto Animations does make a lot of beautiful stuff. Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. Hayoka's really beautiful. Kaon's obviously great mm-hmm. anime. The list goes on from there. What about you? This one's tough for me because I feel like Trigger makes some really cool animation. But then you're watching some more recent Ufotable. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> unlimited budget works. I really like Trigger, too. Trigger's my second favorite. Ufotable does have a lot of good animation, too, like Fate Zero, Fate Unlimited Blade Works. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. I also really like Shaft Studios, though. Yeah, Shaft is really good. Who's a recent studio that is doing Attack on Titan? And Mappa. Mappa. Mappa's really Mappa's good. Mappa's good. Wit Studios Wit's is really good. Mm-hmm. Bones is good. 
Yeah, I'd say in my rating, I like Kyoto Animation, then Trigger, then probably Ufotable. I feel like, though, when I'm thinking of Shaft, I'm only really thinking, though, of Monogatari and March Comes in Like a Lion, so I don't know if that's really like a fair representation of them as a whole studio or not. But I think I'd have to pick either Shaft, Trigger, or Ufotable for me. A1 Pictures? A1 Pictures has a lot of good shows, but in terms of animation specifically, I don't know if I would go with A1 Pictures. Mm -hmm. Although I still think that Your Lie in April, which is made by them, is really beautiful. Kyoto Animations is really beautiful. I guess if I really could only choose one studio, I do think it would be Studio Trigger because as much as Studio Trigger's storylines in some of their shows can be kind of hit or miss i think their animation is always fantastic like i've said before about promere promere not one of my favorites but the animation in it is just so cool and so beautiful and interesting and they just do so much great stuff with it i can't it. wait so I to think see that to... new star wars special yes by trigger yes that oh looks so word. awesome i mean i like star wars i've never been a huge star wars fan but that made me really want to watch it okay the reason that I say I like KyoAni above all the other ones is that I guess with the other studios, I feel like there's less dimensions to why I like their animation. So with Ghibli, I think that they're really good at capturing a lot of the day-to-day moments that's interesting, and they're really good at capturing flight in particular. Both of those things are really powerful. With Shaft, I think that they're really good at the experimental stuff with more artsy stuff and with certain intimate moments. They do a lot of interesting stuff to make you feel like you're really in the scene with the people. Right. To make you feel like you're really feeling the feelings that they're feeling. With Trigger, I think that their fight scenes are more fluid and their particles like fire and all that kind of stuff. It's more interesting. The way that their shapes, their lines, I think they do it all really well. And they can be a little bit artsy too where things are different sizes. Like they play around with the size of the characters and making them cartoony or not cartoony. And to me, they can tell more meaning through the animation. There's a lot of dimensions why I like them, to be fair. But with Kyoto, I feel like when I watch their stuff, I know whenever there's going to be a fight scene with KyoAni, my mind's going to be blown every time. Yeah, like in Dragon Maid, that show is just pretty much a slice of life anime for the most part. But then once they have their battles, they're incredible. Yeah, or uh, Chunibyo. Just the random battles are like absolutely incredible. But then when they land and go back to normal and it's just a slice of life, the way that they show the people's personalities, I think that is the most powerful thing of all is that it shows these different people and how they relate to each other or even just how the people act by themselves. You can really feel it through the animation itself and not just the voice acting or not just the storytelling. To me, the way that they move and flow tells a lot about their characters. And then you take something like Violet Evergarden, where every powerful moment in Violet Evergarden is paired with some of the most beautiful animation you've ever seen. Even if it's just a dramatic moment or a touching moment or a war moment. That moment where she jumps over that lake with the umbrella is one of the most beautiful, amazing moments I've ever seen in any anime. Take a studio like KyoAni and look at how they animate somebody jumping over a lake and look at how they animate somebody jumping out of a plane. They're both absolutely gorgeous scenes in the same anime. 
And we're not even talking about the stuff that I think is the most cool in their animation. Sure. And it's still mind-blowing. It's so deep and multifaceted, no matter what genre they cover. It's always very touching and very powerful. And they're just able to do so much, so, so much with their animation. That's why I love them. Yeah, I agree. I think that they're definitely one of my favorite studios, too. I haven't seen KyoAni play with the art style or the cartoony or whatever. They typically take a pretty conservative take on the art style of whatever they're doing. They just spruce it up and polish it for animation, and then that's it. Anytime that they do good animation, it's just really good quality animation. Right. It's not like they're doing tricks or doing something artsy. It's just really good animation. <laughs> If you had to pick an anime bully to be on your side and defend you against your enemies, <laughs> it has to be somebody mean. The first person that came to mind was Oikawa. Oikawa. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so sassy. Oikawa from Haikyuu. I feel like he would just say like really mean things to all my bullies and they just back off. But I feel like that's not the best answer. Do they have to be a bully straight up? They have to be someone mean. Someone mean. Bakugo. Bakugo. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Bakugo is actually kind of loyal when you think about it. (laughs) And I think that he would defend me and just yell at everybody and people would be like, whoa, okay, I'll back off. If I could have both him and Oikawa, I'd be unstoppable. I could do whatever and then they would just defend me and that would be perfect. Like Bakugo is not that great with insults, so... I think Oikawa could help him come up with some really mean stuff to say to people to like really shatter them psychologically. But then Bakugo could just intimidate people and be mean and yell. So they could be a good team. Fair, fair. That sounds very like evil, but (laughs) I don't actually want to do that. Just saying. What about you? Who would you pick? Hmm. Why didn't I have an answer for my own Lady Satsuki's kind of a bully. She yeah. literally calls people pigs in human clothing. Oh, I'll take Lady Satsuki all day. Yeah, I thought about her too. Yeah. She's so awesome in Kill a Kill. You would never have anybody be mean to you ever again. No, she's a Lady Satsuki would Council. defend the crap out of you. She would. Oh my she word. puts fear in the hearts of everybody. Yeah. So which anime character scares you or creeps you out? Hmm. I think we both know the creeping out answer. Oberon? Yeah, Oberon's a creepy dude. <laughs> Amanetta. Scared of. I got my answer. What's your answer? Raina from When They Cry, the brown-haired girl. Oh. She really scares me. There's something about just the way she talks that creeps me out. I was creeped out by the green-haired one in that one. Really? Yeah. The green-haired one is kind of scary, but I feel like Reyna takes it to a whole other level. I agree. She is really, really scary, too. I'm trying to think of other characters that scare me. I mean, in full dive, the best friend character from the beginning that's trying to kill him. There's something creepy to me about... What's the name of the sword girl from Durarara? Henri? Henri. There's something creepy to me about Henri. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Her, like, weird thing that she's, like, possessed. What? What? She's yeah. cool. She's cool. I like Henri. I don't but know. You, you're creeped out by her? Yeah, I am. Oh, man. It creeps me out. She can possess a lot of people, right? Isn't that creepy? I 
guess, but she's a nice girl. She's quiet and sweet. Okay, maybe not Henri herself, but the like possessed, her power. Yeah, the possessed form of all those things. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is pretty creepy. Yeah, that's reasonable. Okay, I will also say Kazutora from Tokyo Revengers, because that man is unpredictable. He does a lot of crazy stuff in that show, and I think he scares me because I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to murder this man today? Are you going to try to start a gang war tomorrow? I don't know what he's going to do. So, if you had to have an anime character be your conscience, which anime character would that be? The first person, for some reason, that came to mind is Deku. Deku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just so wholesome. I don't know. And he's always concerned about doing the right thing and helping other people and being a good hero and protecting the world. So I feel like he'd be a good person to guide me in my journey in life. All right. I'll pick the other pick just like yours. Tanjiro. Boom. Tanjiro and Deku. Both great yes. picks. They're both always trying to make the right choices in life. They have a really good moral compass. Who is the most wholesome anime character? <laughs> what a follow-up to Tantaro and Deku. They're Just, both very wholesome. It's got to be Aerie from My Hero Academia. She is very wholesome. Aerie is so cute. Next question. Which anime would you most like to see in a futuristic sci-fi setting? <laughs> Vinland Saga would be so weird in a futuristic <laughs> sci-fi setting because it's like such the opposite of what it is which is you know vikings that would be crazy thorfinn could be fighting with some like double laser swords or something they could be fighting on top of robot horses i don't know that'd be crazy i would be up for watching the fate series oh that would be wild their magic could be used in some sort of crazy scientific yeah, way yeah there you go and like to see all of the heroic spirits doing futuristic sci-fi like like uh, Tron legacy type rider stuff. could be driving some kind of Tron motorcycle. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Be I, bet, that. I bet there has already been some Fate series future stuff I'm just not yeah. aware of. But yeah, Vinland Saga, Fate, those would both be crazy in the future. Agreed. In a sci-fi setting. Which anime family would you like to be a part of? I want to be a part of Nagisa's family from Clanad. Akio and Sanai, they're all so nice and they're good people. And Nagi says adorable. Tomoya's a nice guy. I'd be down to be part of their family. Ui and Yui, I'd love to be a part of their family. Yeah, that would be great. They, they would be a good family to be a part of. So basically Kyoto Animation, anything that involves a family. <laughs> their family. I'll oh, I want to be that. part of Miss Kobayashi's family. Yeah. I take that back. I want to be hanging out with Toru and Kobayashi and Kana and all of them all day. They seem pretty they're, lit. They're not related, honey. They're a family. You don't have to be related to be a family. Have you seen Naruto? <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. I am so disappointed in you. I know that. I was wow. making. I was joking. Wow. I was joking. I can't believe it. Oh my word. <laughs> I can't believe what. I can't believe that. Which anime show do you think could most easily be adapted into an American TV show? Like, are we talking in a live action American TV show? Yes. I think Black Lagoon would be a pretty cool action show, and I think that. It would be pretty easy to make into live action because it's basically just a regular action show that just happens to be animated. I think people would really watch that. 
I think the same thing about Vinland Saga. I think people would watch that. I mean, there's, I think we literally had a show here in America called Vikings. At one point it was a live action show. People love stuff about Vikings. So I feel like people would watch that. Those two are both very easily translatable. What do you think? I feel like I could easily see an anime like Golden Time being good in America. I've seen like so many shows like that. <laughs> be like a soap opera where he forgets his memories. Yeah, right. They forget their memory. They are in college and they there's romance in it. Yeah, people would watch that. My normal answer for this is Cowboy Bebop. And now I recognize that I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Why? Because of the live action Cowboy Bebop movie coming out? Yeah, I feel like I've just been proven wrong on the adaptations. We'll have to see what happens with that whole thing. You know, you never know. It could be good. We will see. Okay, we're just, you know, assuming that if they did make an adaptation of the ones we're bringing up, that it would be good. So I'm saying not that it's good. I'm saying what would be the easiest to adapt into an American TV show. I mean, not that it would be good. That it would be easy to turn into something American. Turn into something American. Yeah, I still like think the Like Full ones... House or something. Oh, I think um, 91 Days or Great Pretender would mm, also be Great both Pretender would very be really easy, easy. Yeah. to translate. Because, I mean, 91 Days literally takes place in, in America. It literally takes place during Prohibition. So that wouldn't be that hard. Great Pretender, I think, would be a cool one because it takes place in different parts of the world. What's an anime you haven't seen yet, but have always wanted to watch? Fate Stay Night, Heaven's Feel. When When is that going to come out? Like, come on. When is it going to come out on any of the streaming things? I can't stream it. It's driving me nuts. I don't even think the dubs are all out. Really? I'm annoyed. And the worst part about it is that the rest of the Fate franchise, I feel like, is on Netflix. But Heaven's Feel is next in the order. Yeah. But... All of those other Fate things aren't the same story as Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero. So I could just watch the other Fate stuff. But I'm holding off until I watch Heaven's Feel. I'm so annoyed. But obviously also like Chainsaw Man when that comes out. I'll be hyped for that. Comey can't communicate. I'm going to say One Piece. And I've watched a little bit of One Piece. But not very much. And I feel like I really want to be able to have watched way more of it. But obviously, I'm trying to watch 150 anime this year. So that's not going to happen this year. Next year, though. But I, yeah, next year. And I just keep feeling like all these people in the anime community are in this club. This secret club that I'm not a part of. Where they've all seen One Piece, or at least a good chunk of it. And they, like, know stuff that I don't know. And I want to be in the know. I want to be with those people. Same with Gintama. We watched a little bit of Gintama, but I want to watch more Gintama because I want to be in the know as other people are in the know. I feel like all these people out there watching these really long anime that I don't get to watch right now because I'm trying to watch a bunch of shorter anime and I'm frustrated. I want to be with those people who've watched the longer series. Amen. Me too. And I know that there's so many good episodes of stuff like Gintama. Yes. So I want to watch it for sure. Next year, I'm planning longer anime and that's when my time will come. I'm ready. Oh, um, obviously Vinland Saga season two. I mean, this question is more ones that are already out that you've always wanted to see, but I don't care. I really want to watch Vinland Saga season two. That's all I really want with my life. Okay. If all shonen suddenly became shoujos and like all the characters suddenly became love interests or like best friends characters... Then who do you think would hook up with their antagonist character, like their villain? 
Do you think there'd be any protagonists like that? Not protagonists, but I definitely think it's possible that Orochimaru and Sasuke could have got together. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I feel... He just wants Orochimaru for power. And Orochimaru just wants him for his body. (laughs) Something could have... I don't know. Um, no, that's never happened. That's a very questionable no. and not appropriate oh, relationship. Maybe, maybe Hinata and Oikawa they no. could have been star-crossed <laughs> lovers. Oh my word! <laughs> if this was a shojo, <laughs> no, I <don't> think so. <laughs> no. Oh my word! Let me keep thinking on this. Deku and Toga. Deku and Toga. I could see it honestly. Subaru. Subaru and who? I don't know. <laughs> One of the bad guys. <laughs> All of the villains in that show are beautiful women. Echidna. Subaru and Echidna. Yeah, I feel like that could easily happen. Oh, for sure. I definitely think there's some potential for if the shonen were shoujos for a lot of romance in all sorts of different directions. All right, next question. Who are some of your favorite voice actors in anime? Well, one of the ones that have been around for a long time are Greg Ayers. Yes. Greg Ayers, I always says, is my favorite. We right? love Greg. We've talked multiple times about Greg. Admittedly, at first, I kind of thought he was just kind of funny and Yeah, goofy. he is really funny. But then I started hearing his voice more and more, and I was like, oh my word, he's just in everything. Greg is in everything. So first off, he's Sunahara in Clannad, who I think that was one of the first times we really heard him. And then he's a character in Ghost Stories. He's really funny in that show. I really love whenever I hear his voice. I know I'm always going to have a good time. He's also the main character in Dead Man Wonderland. He's in quite a few shows as the dub voice. But if I had to pick voice actors that I think that they are in a ton, a ton of stuff and they do a really, really great job as well, other than Greg, then I think Erica Mendez is really good. I know you don't hear me talk about her at all, but she's the voice of Megumin in Konosuba. And now that I say that, you're probably realizing she's the voice of Raftalia. She's the voice of Gon. And I think that she's very multifaceted, but also she's very talented and I, I'm always impressed with her voice work. Erica Mendez, that's a good choice. Greg Ayers, also, of course, an what amazing about you? choice. I haven't heard anything from you. I would say I love Greg Ayers, too. Every time I hear him in an anime, I get very excited. I'm like, oh, it's Greg. And he um, is the main character in Beck, and he sings in that show, too. And I just had no idea that he would be able to sing and be this hilarious voice actor. He's just talented in a lot of different ways that I wasn't expecting. But I have to say, I really love Christopher Patton. Yes. He's so funny. He's the voice of Sosuke Sagura from Full Metal Panic. I love that. He's the voice of Oikawa and IQ. Love that. He's so smug. And I think that he does a great job of being smug. I also like J. Michael Tatum a lot. Yes. If he's in it, then you know the anime is going to be great. I yes. Think. And he's also a really good script writer. He wrote the script for Steinsgate. Clifford Chapin is a great voice actor. Yes. If very he's true. the main character, then you know the anime is going to be great. Yes. If he's the ADR director, you know it's going to be hilarious. Yes. But I would say J. Michael Tatum, he voices Okabe in Steinsgate. He voices Erwin Smith in AOT. He voices a lot of different types of characters. If you're watching a dub and the anime character is wearing glasses or is like a student council type of person, there's like a good chance that it's voiced by J. Michael Tatum. <laughs> He's also Ida in My Hero Academia. 
Another one, though, that I really, well, I guess two that I think are also really great. Three. Okay, there's three more I want to talk about. Johnny Young Bosch. You can't forget him. I think he does a fantastic job with voice acting. He's Lelouch in Code Geass. He's Bash the Stampede. That was one of his very first voice acting roles, I believe, in Trigun. He is Isaiah in Durarara. He's Renton in Eureka 7. He's got, I think, a pretty good range too. He does a good job of sort of evil characters. I also think you can't forget about Monica Rial. Yeah, Monica Rial, of course. Of course. Monica Rial, I think, is in the most anime she's done the most dubbing for anime just of any other person i think she's so many different characters she's stalking and panty and stalking speaking of which one of my favorites that i'm absolutely never gonna forget jamie marchi jamie marchi yeah, she's Panty. She's Junko and Panty and like all these really great characters she's the main girl in shimonetta shimonetta yep like legitimately I think that she might be my favorite female voice actress because every time I hear her voice, I just know the anime is going to be good. Yes. Last person I wanted to shout out, Lucy Christian. She is also really great. She's the voice of Uraka in My Hero. Yeah, She's you're the right. voice of Kaname in Full Metal Panic. She's the voice of a lot of different characters. Everybody who we're naming off is the voice of a lot of different really good characters. My next question is, if you had to choose between having to always skip the OPs and EDs, both, or having to watch the full episode of every anime without any skipping ever, you have to watch the full series, including filler, for any anime you watch, which would you choose? I would choose watching the filler. I love anime openings and EDs. I listen to them on the car ride home. I listen to them when I am at work. There's no way I would miss those. Could I just like Google them on? What if or, no? Like, look them they up would on be YouTube? out of your life. They would be what, out of my life. Yeah, no yeah. way. I'm giving. What if that you up. had to also watch commercial breaks? That's fine. I'd do that. And what if you had to watch the OPs and EDs twice? That's every... okay. I would do that. Wow, you're pretty committed. I love anime openings. They help me when I'm playing Smash Brothers. I listen to them. Literally, anime openings and endings are so integral to my life as a person that I couldn't do without them at this point. I feel like. I need them to be focused when I'm doing work. I mean, I listen to other music too at work, but that's one of the main things I listen to. And I listen to them in the car if I'm not listening to the radio. So I need them in my life. Yeah, I would choose to always skip. Nobody got time for that. What? Is something only a crazy okay, person okay, would okay. say. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to be like, I don't know about this. Like, I this, just wanted to see your face, this crazy, crazy talk. Everybody <laughs> likes OPs. I guess it kind of stinks that you have to watch both the OPs and the EDs every time. Because I swear, it's very rare when both the OP and the ED is good. And you don't don't realize how much time it adds on. Like if you're trying to watch One Piece and you have to watch the OPs and the EDs every time, it just adds up. It's like 10 years instead of 9 years. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's more like 12 years instead of 9 years. Which host club member from Oran High School host club would you want to sit with at lunch? Like if you had to go in and you're like picking a host, right? You know, you're picking someone to host you. Who would it be? Haruhi? Can't say Haruhi. Why can't I say Haruhi? (laughs) That's too obvious. You got to pick one of the guys. What is too obvious? You got to pick one of the guys. Wow. (laughs) I guess the twins. The twins? Yeah. 
Who would I want to sit with at lunch? I guess Haruhi. Okay, Haruhi's fair. You can keep Haruhi if you want to sit there. I'll pick Haru. I love Tamaki, but would I want to sit with him at lunch? It depends on what I want to do at lunch, right? Because, like, some days I don't really want to talk to anybody. So I would pick the one who's really tall but also very quiet. But sometimes I just want to, like, have a good time at lunch. And I feel like Tamaki would make sure that I had a great time. And sometimes I just want to have an interesting conversation with somebody. And I feel like Kyoya would be good for that. Haruhi also seems like a safe choice. Definitely not the twins. I don't want to deal with them. And I don't want to deal with Honey either. Honey is too annoying. I don't understand why anyone likes Honey. I like Honey. He always just wants candy. And he acts like he's five. I think I'm going to go with Tamaki. The I feel truth like comes out. I just want to be entertained at lunch. I don't want to think too hard. I just want to eat my food. He'd make sure I got the best food. That's make right. Sure that you can't forget about yes, that. He would make sure that I was happy. So I trust him. If you had to take the characters from a non-killing game anime, okay. a non-battle royale, and now those characters, whether they're good or bad, are now part of a killing game, which anime would make the best battle royale anime that is not currently a battle royale anime? Oh, definitely Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah? Do they have their powers? Yes. But they have to kill each other, and then only one person yeah, comes Gojo out. Yeah, Gojo just kills everyone, and that's the end of it, I guess. Yeah, that would be boring. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. I still think that'd be cool to see, though. Them all fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What's like an anime where a lot of them are equally matched in their powers? That would be fun to watch everybody fight. My Hero Academia. That's fair. It'd be a crazy battle royale. If you could pick the group, I feel like that'd yeah. make it more interesting. Yeah, it would. That'd be sad, though. I don't want to see them all fight to the death. That's the point. you got to pick one that is sad. My Hero Academia, I think it's my final answer on this one. I think that'd be cool. A lot of them have powers that are fairly close to each other in strength or can be used in really interesting ways that I think would be good for a battle royale because they could plan or strategize. Some of them would probably work together in groups. Some of them would be lone wolf types. I think that whole thing would be very interesting to see. Agreed. Is that what you'd pick too? No. What would you pick? I would pick Naruto. But Naruto just solos the verse, man. (laughs) I know. <laughs> you want to see a battle royale where Naruto just kills everybody, but he wouldn't do it because he's too nice and loving and he would never hurt his friends. I don't think anybody from Konoha would want to hurt their friends. Are you kidding me? I feel like Ino would kill some people if she had to. But wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that make the most interesting killing game? No, Just putting that'd be all too of the sad. characters from Konoha in a killing game that'd together. That would be too sad. That's the point. Oh, my god! That's the point of a battle royale is that it's, like, heart-wrenching. I would not want to watch that. That would make me cry. Aw. That would make me so sad. Okay, that's a fair answer, but that would make me sad. It would be both interesting to watch because they have really cool powers, but also it would be heart-wrenching because either Naruto dies or has to kill his friends and he'd be no, trying to protect his friends. No, he wouldn't do that. Naruto would never kill his friends. Every time somebody died, Naruto would take it as his own mistake. Stop. I can't them. watch this anime. <laughs> I can't. That would break my heart. I would just cry because I know Naruto would sacrifice himself for all of his friends, even though he could kill everybody pretty much in that show. Which anime character would you marry? Now, remember, this is somebody you have to spend the rest of your whole life with. You gotta stay with them forever. They gotta meet your family. They gotta, like, go to the grocery store with you. You gotta pay bills together. Who would it be? Isn't the answer perfectly obvious? Who? 
Kishot, Kishot. obviously. <laughs> you, okay, you're really going to bring Kishot home to your mom and dad? Yeah, okay. I mean, she's pretty cool. I'm sure your parents would like her. She's a nice lady. What about her would, would my parents not like? That she sucks people's blood sometimes and has murdered people in a the good past. Point. I bet, I bet Kishot not, <laughs> would not be able to keep a secret. <laughs> Do- <laughs> like, come on. Obviously, she wouldn't tell my parents she's a vampire. <laughs> that she never ages wouldn't that get suspicious eventually no (laughs) who's gonna be suspicious my parents by the time that matters they're not gonna be around oh my gosh that is dark yeah well kishada is pretty dark (laughs) all right you know what she's a great choice she is a great choice choice. thank you fair enough who would you pick colonel mustang 100 percent. really yes He's my number one Hisbondo. He's very responsible. He's very organized. He he has a lot in life that he wants to achieve. And I would be there for that. I'd be happy to be there for that. Now, I feel like him and Riza really belong together. So I feel like a caveat to this would have to be that maybe she has found someone else in life that's way better for her. Or that she's not able to be with him for whatever reason. Why can't you just take him from her? That's too sad. I don't like that. Because I, I respect, Think about I respect Riza too much. Think about yourself, No, no, though. no, no. She would Think have to be yourself. set up with someone. That's my girl right there. I can't do that to her. I feel like he would be a great husband. That's all I'm saying. Fair. I mean, he would be a great husband. I can't deny that. Yeah. And if we ever run out of candles, he can just light stuff. No problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're really worried about is whether or not you're going to run out If the power of goes out, he'd be ready to go right there. I, I guess. <laughs> If an intruder ever came to our house, he'd be ready to fight. Fair. So my next question is, if you had to pick a character to be anime's mascot to the rest of the world, like this is what a normal person would think of when they think of anime, who would you want to be that mascot? This is kind of a boring answer. Pikachu is already really the mascot, I feel like. I mean, people can recognize Pikachu. Would you want Pikachu to be the mascot? Or I guess a human representative would be Naruto or Goku. Oh, Naruto 100% deserves to be the mascot for anime. So you'd want Pikachu to continue being No, I changed my mind. Naruto deserves to be the mascot. (laughs) (laughs) So you want everybody to think of Naruto? When they think of anime, yes. Yes, I do. For me, I guess maybe somebody who kind of smells like a baka. Like Erin Yeager. Erin Yeager. That's so stupid. I'm kidding. That's so stupid. I'm kidding. I just couldn't resist. (laughs) So you don't want Erin Yeager to be the face of anime? No. I think he's a good choice. I'd want Aradagi to be the face. No. No? no. What? No, you can't. Be, that would scare people away. They'd be, like, they'd be like, oh, who's this guy? And then they'd look him up and they'd be like, oh my gosh, what is he doing with his life? Fair. Making poor life choices right and left. So who would you want as the mascot for anime? Pikachu's like a really good mascot for anime. Yeah, he honestly kind of is. Goku? Yeah, but I don't know. I like Pikachu better. I feel like it's boring, but at the end of the day, I feel like Pikachu is just the best answer. So this is my last question. Which two anime characters would you like to see fight from any anime? Goku and Saitama. Yes, that's a great choice. 
I just want to see who would win, okay? I want to see, does Goku really solo everybody? Does Saitama really solo everybody? Who actually is the solo everybody person? Yeah, I agree. I feel like those two would be a really cool matchup to see. Who would you pick? Saitama and Goku is a really great choice. Be kind of fun to see Light and Lelouch battle it out. Yeah. In like a fight of intelligence. That would be pretty fun. Who would you want to see fight Gojo? I was just thinking that. I was wondering about who I'd want to see fight Gojo. I think Mob would be kind of cool to see fight Gojo. Yeah. Because they their powers are sort of similar in a way. It's interesting that we're thinking of people who are similar in some way that we yeah, want to see fight each other. Yeah, that'd be fun other. to fight. I would also like to see Naruto and Ichigo from Bleach fight because I feel like a lot of people talk about how strong Ichigo is and I'm really... I mean, I haven't seen all of Bleach, so I can't really say for sure, but I'm just curious about that because I feel like people make it seem like both of them are either super strong or not super strong compared to others. So I would that would be an interesting fight to see. So my final question is, um, what anime moment makes you forget the rest of the world? What kind of anime does that? Every moment in Girl in the Gun. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for sure, Simone versus the anti-spiral. Simone and Team Gurren fighting the anti-spiral really drew me in, obviously. It's a crazy fight. Kamina versus Viral, also a very cool fight. Really drew me in. I would also say a lot of music anime or sports anime, when they're in this big game or when they're doing their last musical performance, those really draw me in. I know in Haikyuu, when they were playing the game against Oikawa's team, I remember just being really in it. And I I think I even like got off our couch, sat on the floor closer to the TV because I just felt so hyped watching it in Beck. When I watched the last concert that they did, yeah, that really drew me in. There have been plenty of moments in Naruto like that that just really made me forget what was going on. Naruto versus Pain, that was crazy. The final battle between him and Sasuke, that was one of those moments too. But I would definitely say a lot of anime fight scenes and then a lot of musical performances or sports events. And then also sometimes, too, very emotional love confession moments. Those really draw me in. And I'm like, what's going to happen? What are they going to say? You know, when there's like that intense moment and you feel like something important's happening. What about some for you? For me, it'd have to be Monogatari and Darling in the Franx. Like when I watch Monogatari, I don't know if it's just the subs and the, the animation style that I just have to be paying so much attention <laughs> that yeah, I forget the rest of the once. world. <laughs> it's not quite like t- Tatami Galaxy where I'm actively paying attention <laughs> like you 100% can't blink of the time. At all. <laughs> but it's like the amount of attention I have to pay to it just makes me lose myself in it. But then in Darling in the Franx, the animation is really beautiful and Hero and Zero Two's relationship just really draws me in and I sort of forget everything. And the fight scenes are really good. So in this next part, we're going to be talking about manga that we've read recently and we're going to be talking about some anime we've been watching recently. So we'll put in the show notes below which anime and manga we're going to be talking about. That way you can skip to the parts that you do want to listen to so you don't get spoiled. Before we get started talking about manga, I just want to Shout out to my Instagram friend, Monster Tatake. I hope I said that right. Let, let's hear Aaron say it real quick. <laughs> that's what that's a reference to is that moment in um, AOT. But anyway, I just want to shout him out because he was helping me figure out some more ways that I can read manga because we've been trying to get into it recently. He also recommended me the Berserk OST. 
which I listen to all the time now. So we've been reading Chainsaw Man. Yeah, that's been good. That's been really good. We're on chapter 29 and Makima has just been doing crazy stuff in the most recent chapters. She has. Oh my word. I'm scared. I'm hype. I'm, I'm really scared. hyped for the anime, I'm to hyped. tell you the truth. The animation's going to be so crazy. It is. I feel like I'm excited because as much as I love the art in Chainsaw Man, and I think it's cool, I do think one thing in manga that I've realized from the very small amount of manga I've read is that fights are a little bit harder, at least for me, to imagine than they are in anime. So you got to read One I'm, Piece first. But I know, okay. but I'm like excited to see how the fight scenes will look. Because being able to see that fluid motion of a fight mm-hmm. instead of seeing it panel to panel, I think will be really cool. So I'm very hyped for that. Yeah, me too. It was a really big challenge getting all of the Chainsaw Man manga. So that felt like a journey just by itself. <laughs> yes. Um, but we have up to six so far. And I got the rest on pre-order. So we're good. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we Um, will be getting all of those so we can read them all. It's just really different. I feel like I've just watched so many things with this cute little wholesome boy who grows up and has to avenge their family or has to be a hero somehow. And then there's Denji, who's just a nobody orphan that just... He's like, I just want to touch a woman before I die. That's all I want. And everything that he does in life is just motivated by that. And I think it's great that he just has this simplistic motivation that's really funny. And he does all this really cool stuff just because of it. Some of the relationships are a bit questionable. And some of the actions by certain characters are a bit questionable. But nonetheless, it's very enjoyable. Chainsaw Man is one of the best shonen e manga that I've read in a long time. I used to read a lot of shonen as a kid. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. I started on Rave Master. Never got that one out of my head. I really like the characters in Chainsaw Man. I think Power is really fun. Yeah, agreed. I love her. I don't know. She's like a crazy little psycho, but I just love her. She, she only cares about herself, it seems like. She's so funny. I like her and Denji together. It yes, just seems like a great. bunch of like idiots just goofing around. And they're just so chaotic. And you have no idea what life choices they're going to be making together. They're totally unpredictable. And I love it. I really love it. And I cannot wait until the anime comes out. So another manga that I read was Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie, book one. And I really liked it. So the concept is that the main character and Shikimori are actually already dating, but his girlfriend is really, really, really cute. Like shoujo, full-on level cute. Like adorable. Like absolutely adorable. But then in a lot of scenes, she's defending the MC or doing something really cool that normally one of the boys would do in normal shoujo manga. Some of the faces that she makes are just really cool. It's really funny because in the previous panel, she'll be like this little cinnamon roll. And the next panel, it's just drawn super cool. Almost as if it's from a shonen or something. And she's just saying something cool like, don't worry, I'll save you. I really enjoyed it, but every chapter was kind of the same. It would start, my girlfriend's really cute, but... And then she would do something cool but it was just a good concept and i wanted to mention that i liked it it was a good time at least in book one i have been wanting to read komi-san can communicate which is coming out out really soon now i'm like freaking out i'm not gonna be able to 
read it in time. They're just hard to find volume one and two. So I've, I've been trying to order those off eBay. I've read some online and it's just really good. So you're wanting to have a physical copy of it just because it's good? It's very good. Yeah. It's about this girl who wants to make friends, but she has trouble talking. And so she is more comfortable writing stuff. And I think that the main character guy, he looks a little doofy. But other than that, I think it's really good. And I really like uh, Komi-san's design. I also read chapter one of The Great J Will Not Be Defeated. And I am really liking that so far. It reminds me of uh, Kishot versus Shinobu or like someone smug like Nagatoro. The Great J is out in an anime right now, right? Yes. I just wanted to read the manga first because it's easier to read The Great J first since only one book has been translated and released. Ah, uh, gotcha. Whereas with Komi-san, there's a lot that has been translated and released. I think that The Great J Book 2 comes out in November, unless you want to read it all online in scanlations. But yeah, I'd highly recommend Chainsaw Man, Shikimori's Okay, and Great J. So far, has been pretty good. If you like those villain-type characters that are smug, the concept is that she's been reverse isekai'd, where she's the second-in-command for the Dark Lord, and she's been isekai'd to this world, where she's basically a little kid now. Yeah. But she can still transform using her Dark Crystal. It looks like a funny concept. Into her normal self, which is how she got a job at the local bar. Are. Now she's desperately trying to work really hard for shekels. Watching the Dark Queen be <laughs> working for pennies is really funny. They gave her a raise and she got so excited. So anime we've watched recently. I just finished literally like right before recording this. Tokyo Revengers. That last episode was so good. Yeah, you haven't been watching it with I wa- me. I've been watching just the last episode of stuff that you've been watching. <laughs> yeah, like the first Megalobox, now this. Yeah, but it's been great. All the last episodes have been great. <laughs> okay, so Tokyo Revengers is an anime that I've had a lot of complicated feelings about because I love, as I've said before, I love delinquent anime. I love street fighting, but Throughout the series, I really feel like Tokyo Revengers has taken itself really seriously. There have been parts where I'm like, this really doesn't make sense what's happening here. Takamichi really just conveniently came back to the present and this is what's happening. You know what I mean? It just feels like there's plot holes and plot points that don't really make sense. Now, on the other hand, there are characters in it I really like. Takamichi does get on my nerves. Like I've said, dude needs to learn how to fight. But I would say overall, it does have a pretty good cast of characters. And in this last episode, my god, that was crazy. I want the anime to only be about them being adults now, because that was pretty cool, seeing everyone That was, like, really good gang stuff. Yeah, it was. I was like, dang, they're talking about their business, talking about how there's a rat and a Judas in their business. People are snitching on them, and they're trying to figure out who it was. And I knew, I knew when Kisaki invited Takamichi and Chifuyu upstairs to his office, I was like, guys, what are you doing? This is bad. And he he tricked them into drinking poison, right? And tying them up. I saw for a moment, I don't know if you saw this too, but Kisaki's glasses fogged over. And that's a Ooh. sign. That's a sign that they're yeah, evil. Yeah, when I your glasses fog over and you are evil, you're hiding something. 
every time. Yes. And I'm like, why would you trust this guy? Why would you drink from a thing he gave you? Use your brain. He's evil. He's been evil. Just because he seems nice now doesn't mean he is. Just because he apologized and was like, I didn't think Baji would die means that you should trust him. Takamichi is very naive. But anyway, but that was insane. That whole thing with him shooting Takamichi in the leg. That was wild. And then he just shot Chifuyu in the head. That was insane too. And then it just ends and Takamichi's shot and just goes black. This is a cliffhanger and a half. Yeah, no kidding. It was wild. Yeah, it was really wild. The scene where he shoots him in the leg is so visceral. Blood spurting out and he's like screaming. Yeah, this is one of the first times that I've really felt like I was watching a serious gang show. I think Kisaki's a pretty cool villain, actually. And then I was bummed that they're still joining Valhalla and Tomen together. I feel like that doesn't really make sense. Why would you take 300 people who are in another group? That I mean, you did beat them, but why does it make sense to take 300 people in one group and mash it all together with a group of 150 or so people? Like, that's like over half your team, so you're gonna change your numbers to not favor the original group why would you do that even if they all were like oh i'm definitely gonna be loyal to you that doesn't make sense to me why they would go about doing that like why mikey and draken would have agreed to that and then we find out a bunch of little things in a brief moment that i think kisaki says where he's like oh yeah mikey hasn't really been around draken is dead i think is what he said draken's been executed and i was like what executed what does that mean did someone from the gang kill him that was really crazy i will say last episode the one before this was very slice of life very silly yeah that's so weird i can't Uh, imagine every time i've walked in somebody's dying episode before this last one i was just like i think i might give this anime a six this is just stupid i was getting annoyed i mean it was fun seeing moments of happiness but overall, I gave this show a 7 out of 10. I feel like it's a little high, but there were some moments and characters that are really cool. And I feel like those did outweigh some of the annoyances I had with it. Although those annoyances are still definitely there. But it was a good anime overall, I would say. I wonder how I would feel if I binged watched it instead of just watched it week to week. I wonder if I would like it better that way. Because I know when I first started watching this, I binged the episodes that were out and I liked it a lot. Speaking of other recent anime, we've also watched My Hero's Academia Season 5, Episodes 19 through 22. Yeah, and holy crap. The Toga stuff. I'm sorry. Yes, My Villain Academia has been My Villain Academia has just been so good. I spoiled myself a little bit for some of the Toga reveals, but I'm okay with that. It was so good when it actually happened. Yeah, seeing her. I was like, holy crap. Use Ochako's powers. Ochako's powers powers she touched all the people and they like rose up and then she did the triangle with her hands and it came down and half of her face was ochako and half of it was himiko and it was like oh my god and then all the people in the sky just fell down behind her and died i guess like blood shot up that was insane we got backstory too where she was eating blood out of a bird i don't know how i feel about that but that was a little weird a little weird a little crazy i'll admit her family a little freaked out but yeah it was good we also got some good twice moments that was pretty exciting i liked learning more about his backstory and seeing him create tons and tons and tons of, of copies yeah, of really that was awesome shigaraki too in the most recent episode we saw that was really cool when he walked up to the building and touched it and it just completely crumbled yeah that was awesome 
It's been cool seeing their powers evolve more over this arc and seeing how they've changed and gotten better. Yeah, seeing their powers evolve right when they are about to die and all of a sudden they're making the parade or just exploding people into dust out of nowhere is amazing this season has been really good overall it's coming to an end pretty soon a couple episodes i think we'll see how it all ends Dragon Maid S, we watched episodes 8 through 11. So there's only one more episode of that one than we have left. It's looking like it's going to wrap up really interestingly too. Yeah, with Toru's dad. I think that the episode to talk about though, of all the episodes Dragon Maid... Is the Kana going to America episode. Yes. They represent, other than the accents, obviously, they represent America so well. They do. There's just like some back alley that looks exactly like a New York back alley with this graffiti. It said something about getting Rickrolled, I think. And the girl she meets is just really cute and she saves them from the mafia or yeah. something. Yeah, and then it turns out Toru was watching her the whole time, like just in different <laughs> That was spots. so cute. But it was so cool seeing Central Park and Times Square yeah. animated. They did a fantastic job. That was a great episode. Mm-hmm. And I also think that the episode with Toru's dad has been really interesting. He kind of, it's kind of scary. He's scary last season. He's kind of scary this season. Agreed. And it's been nice to get a lot of Toru's backstory for sure. Yeah, I agree. So you also finished Girlfriend, Girlfriend. I did. And I have loved that anime. I don't know yeah. what it is. I I feel a little bit weird about how they're talking about how he's two-timey, these girls. That makes me feel uncomfy. But other than that, the drama in it has just been kind of fun. It really does not take itself seriously. And I like anime that do that, especially harems. Yeah, that joke around about stuff. It's just a really good time watching it. If you're ever just wanting to watch a romance that it's a really good time, that I highly recommend it. Each time they introduce a character, I'm really drawn in. And I guess how I feel about it is I really like Saki. She's the first girlfriend, right? Right. I really liked her. I thought she was perfect that I was like, okay, he can't find anyone better than her. And then they meet Nagisa. And I'm like, holy crap. Nagisa is crazy for him. She loves him so much. I can tell everybody's going to love Nagisa better than Saki. I might still like Saki better, but clearly they hit it out of the park with this girl. She's really, really, really interesting and fun, and she's really well written. I think that's what people are most going to like about her is that her backstory is really good. She's really well written. Yeah. So, and then finally, Rika pops in, and she's this vlogger, and every episode with her had me laughing. Really? So hard. She's just really persistent. When the dub comes out, we are watching that for sure. It is so funny. He's tired of it, and he is not about to start dating three girls at once. Even he can rationalize. He he can't have more than two girlfriends. And so he's like, okay, I'm not having three girlfriends no matter how great you are. She won't give up at all. She will not give up. And you think that you've seen a character that won't give up, but you have not met Rika. Not even a little bit. I don't want to spoil what she does, but... Her plan to win him over is just through persistence alone, and she is unstoppable. It is wild. She won me over instantly. She's really proud character, and I really like that about her, but deep inside, she's kind of soft. That's one of the other things I really liked about Girlfriend Girlfriend is that she's not really that great at a bunch of stuff. She just found her way in the world and was able to 
do well through that. And it's the same with the other characters. The other characters aren't really great at very many things, but you, you grow to really like them. Um, and I think that's what I really like about Gopher and Gopher is that all the characters are really good, but none of them are like, wow, this character could do everything except for Nagisa at the beginning. But then it's revealed that she couldn't do very many things very well. So it kind of humanizes her. So I finished Silver Spoon season two. Last time we recorded, I'd watched the first two episodes and it was so good. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get another season. So this is kind of it it kind of does end on a bit of a cliffhanger but i think that the growth in season one for the main character hajikin was really good to see season two he was really finding his own rhythm and finding what he wanted and just continuing to learn from all of his classmates towards the end it kind of comes up more that his dad really doesn't approve of him and he's talking about how he's not studying and that he thinks he looks down on his classmates because he's just sees them as not as smart as him and that's why he's going to this school because it's safe and he doesn't want to be among people who are traditionally book smart and he was really mean and it was sad because Hachikin you've seen him work so hard to learn all these new things and earn a lot of respect and love for his classmates so that was tough to watch and it was also tough to watch because some of the harsher realities of farming are really explored in this season so that was pretty tough to see but what my favorite part about this season was just seeing Hachikin's growth he just continues to grow and get better as a character I think that seeing all of the character development throughout season one and then seeing it continue through season two was really good so I enjoyed the show overall a lot a lot more than I even thought I would so I was really happy I watched that so we finished the Monogatari series. After years and years of watching this on and off, we finished Owari Monogatari second season and Zuko Owari Monogatari. And it was good. What'd you think of Owari first? Owari second season. So the second season alone answered questions that I had about Ogi, but I didn't feel totally satisfied that she was Aragi's manifestation, manifestation of Aragi's self-doubt, self-doubt and deprecation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, all right, I guess that's fine, but I don't think I was totally satisfied with that explanation. And then when I watched Zuko Owari Monogatari, I felt more satisfied with that. I liked it. I thought it was good. I just wish things were explained a bit more. I liked how Maymay came in at the end and saved the day. Of course he did, because that's my guy right there. Araraki's dead at the beginning, and he comes back to life and brings Maoli, and then Maoli becomes the god, and then Kiss Shot is featured heavily. Yes, I was excited and about that. You get a bunch of those Kiss Shot carrying Araragi around seeds. That's fun. I love seeing her yeah. in her full form. That's always exciting to see. Zuko Monogatari, I think I like better than Owari Monogatari second season, just because... I thought it was fun seeing all the alternate reality versions of them. Kachikuchi as an adult, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Her as a goddess in general is just amazing. So I love seeing her as that. I liked how he said that Senjo Gahara wasn't in the mirror world. And I kept wondering why. Because he didn't have any regrets about her. That part literally made me cry the first time I watched it. I was also crying because Monogatari was over. Yeah, that's pretty That was emotional. just really touching. It was touching. You know, I love my girl Hanakawa, but I have to say Senjo Gahara and Aragi have a nice relationship together. It's nice to see them. But that's the beautiful thing about it. That's why I think it makes you feel better about Ogi is that the mirror world is all the things that he regrets. 
Right. And Ogi is the manifestation of the things that he would like to improve on. Yeah, I thought that the mirror world was really interesting. And I think that that concept helped me understand Ogi better. So I think that's what made me like it better. It felt like it completed the end, which is yeah. probably why it's called Zoku Monogatari. The end continued. I liked seeing Shinobu as Kishot. She's so beautiful and amazing. She's in this castle. Aragi's like, oh, yes, I am not worthy to talk to her. How dare I breathe the same air she's breathing? Like, my mere presence is a stain on her existence. It was just great. I love that part. That was a beautiful moment. It was. It was. I'm like, that's right. She is a queen. You are not worthy. Know your place, Aragi. <laughs> it's so weird having Monogatari just be over. And I feel like I've always had a weird relationship with Monogatari because there's parts of it about it I really hate and I don't like about it at all. And then there are parts of it that I'm like, this is amazing. Some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen in my life. But I'm sad. I have to admit, I'm kind of sad for now. The story's mm-hmm. over. I'm not super sad about it. I'll just listen to the audiobooks or read the Light novels. novels. Yeah. And I'll be good to go. And then eventually, if Shaft can manage it, they'll release another season. Yeah, I hope that they do. So I also watched this anime called Vivi's Florida Song. I don't know, man. I don't care about humanoid or like androids or like robots or whatever. I just, I don't care about them very much. I'm not sure I liked that one either when I saw the scenes first of all it's a gorgeous anime it looks very beautiful you can't deny that it doesn't have beautiful animation in it but i just feel like the question of how human are robots what does it mean to be human is really that interesting to me because when i think about it it's like okay so either they're robots which we made and when we treat them nicely right there's no reason to be rude to robots they might have some sort of feelings but if they have too many feelings if they're too much like humans and we're using them for our own needs and desires right to like carry out our tasks or tasks we assign them isn't that cruel should we really be doing that so i don't know i feel like i get caught up in some of the ethical questions all that to say i felt like i didn't know what was happening half the time and maybe it's because i play oregon trail on my phone my fault while watching anime sometimes i think i was a little bit bored during it i have to be in the right mood for sci-fi i don't think this has to do with being in the right mood i think this is just a type of concept i just don't care so much about but I do think it's a good anime overall. It's just not an anime for me necessarily, but that's okay. Definitely one of the best shows though I've seen recently in terms of animation. In terms of fighting animation? No, just like how beautiful it looks. Gotcha. It's a really pretty show. Speaking of really beautiful shows, we watched three Studio Ghibli, Ghibli movies. movies. Yeah. We watched Castle in the Sky, Grave of Fireflies, and My Neighbor Totoro. And what a set of three those are together. Specifically, we watched Castle in the Sky by itself, and then we watched both Grave of Fireflies and Totoro together, which kind of fits because Castle in the Sky came out by itself in the year, and then later Totoro and Grave of Fireflies came out the same year. Yeah, we're watching them in order that they came out. Okay, we just got to address it. Grave of Fireflies and Totoro are just so weird to watch right after each other. They really are. Grave of Fireflies just you can't help but crying the whole time for okay let's talk about castle in the sky though first okay really we'll quick. talk about castle in the sky katsu first. 
is one of the best guys I've seen in anime. Just saying. He's All like right. there for his girl, Jita. They're a great team together. I've been pretty impressed, I will say, so far with Studio Ghibli guys and their relationships with the main character girl. They're cool. It's fun to see them in as a team. It's fun to see them working together and protecting each other and defending each other and one of them not being more capable or less capable than mm-hmm. the other one. It's really nice seeing yeah, them Yeah, that together. is a really cool part of Ghibli. I think there's just in general... There's something about that with 80s and 90s stuff that I've noticed where when they make the girl's character, the girl characters either like the main character or equally powerful, like they don't even call out to it or anything. They're just interesting characters. It was an interesting anime. I liked it. I wish that the castle in the sky itself had been maybe more than it was. I don't know yeah, what. Yeah, I felt I don't like know what the, more I would have wanted. Like but. suddenly the robot thing happened and there was a robot grave. That was sad. I feel like that could have been more. Yeah. Like maybe it was more. a robot society up there. I think that when we watch Spirited Away, we're going to get that out of it. Although I don't think that there's a cute boy that is really cool. That's okay. In Spirited Away. That's okay. There doesn't need to be an everyone. So we'll talk about Grave of Fireflies next. I was crying a lot during this anime. It was rough to watch. I don't think I've cried about anime this much since Clannad, which we watched a couple years ago. This was intense. It was really sad. I think it's sad because it's based off real world events. Yeah, and it's just, it just doesn't stop. Just like real war, the pain, and they're just kids. Watching that ant, who is the worst anime villain of all time, just can I say, their (laughs) ant sucks, and I hate her. She's worse than any other anime villain I've ever met. I don't care that she didn't actually murder anyone or anything. I think that that's what frustrates me about it is that you have to recognize that there's just some things about humanity that are just unforgivable, especially in war. And it's not always just the people fighting in a war and killing each other that the bad parts about humanity come out. Right. You have these kids and they, they've done nothing wrong. They're just kids and almost nobody's on their side. Even the people that are on their side are still kind of looking out for themselves. And I know that there's nothing that they can do because they're in a war. You have to be kind of selfish to survive. Yeah, in that situation. What made me mad is but, that their aunt used up their resources and then just kicked them to the curb. And was really mean to them. And acting like they were lazy. Like, what was they just supposed to do? The place he worked at got blown up. And his school got blown up. And his mom dead. And his dad is off fighting the war. But then they find out he's dead too. So, like, what are they supposed to be doing? And that's what makes me mad. Is that she was nice to them at first. Totally used up their resources. His mom's clothes and stuff. And then the moment that they weren't useful to her anymore, she just throws them out on the street. Or makes it so that they are so miserable and she treats them like such burdens that they feel like they have to leave. And I understand it is different to be in a do or die situation for basically your entire year, your entire life in that that situation. Like just to be in a situation where if you might not find food the next day and you're trying to protect your family i understand it's just from the perspective of these are kids and nobody wants to help them and they end up dying 
with each other and that's all they had and all that would look out for him was each other and what makes me so sad is that Seta tried so hard to take care of Setsuko and he brought her to a doctor and they were like oh sorry we can't do anything she just needs food and he's like where am I gonna get that yeah obviously it was more than that because he was feeding her and stuff it just wasn't working I don't think if he had found tons and tons of food that at that point it would have been able to well I think that it wasn't just that he needed to get her food. I think that he needed to get her filling food that was nutritious, had protein. Had, yeah, because she like, was little. And I think the well, reason... And he, w- he wasn't like feeding her the best stuff. He wasn't getting her really good food. He was just putting together whatever stew he could. And I think that they had some not quite perfect rice that they were yeah, using too. Yeah, but it also looked like she had got a rash or something on her back. Yeah, I don't know if that was malnutrition or not. I think that the idea was that it was supposed to be malnutrition. I think there was something more to it, too, because she was having stomach issues. She was having other issues that made me think that there was a little bit more to it than just traditional malnutrition. I think maybe, though, she's four, and I think he was, like, 14. So I think that his body can probably handle that a lot better than hers because she's still, like, growing and developing. I don't think it was a situation like he was feeding himself and not her, but... That was so hard to watch. That part where they show them together at the camp and they reflect back on her and all the times that she was there. Oh at the my camp word, it's so hard not to cry. When, I know, when she, after she died, that was so emotional. And then seeing him bury her in a grave, that was really rough. That was really rough. The whole candy thing, that was rough to watch. Yeah, no kidding. And they had her ashes in it. That was really rough. Yeah, and the movie starts, they're like, oh, this is the day I died. And you're like, oh, I, I guess we know what we're getting into. And I was like, no, I did not no, know. We didn't I did know. not know what I was Even getting into. Even though you know from the beginning that they're dead, it's just... Crushing. It's crushing. Yeah. Absolutely crushing. You see their mom. Yeah, seeing him talk to his mom and his mom's face is burnt. Her body's burnt. And then she gets thrown into the... They later yeah. call it like the grave of fireflies. And then seeing him have to lie to his sister because he doesn't know how to. But then the lady told to her. Yeah, because the, the aunt, she sister. is evil. She is She's evil. evil. She's the worst lady in the history of time. Worst ever. I will say I did like the animation. I, I love fireflies. Mm-hmm. Fireflies are one of my favorite bugs. Yeah, they nailed ever. it. They designed them so well. The parts where they had them flying around in their little cave thing that was really cool even though they all died <laughs> that made me so sad why did they just let the fireflies they didn't, out no i don't think they thought about it yeah i've done that too put fireflies in a bottle and then forgot so next we watched my neighbor totoro definitely not the same in terms of being emotionally crushing it was not thank god other than totoro i didn't really find anything that i super liked about the movie okay the animation was gorgeous and i felt so happy just watching the girls and the dad there's something magical about watching them and the dad is this really cool dad seem to have a good time together yeah they seem to have a good time he's a really realistic parent where he's both caring and sometimes attentive but also he's obviously not the perfect dad sometimes he's really fun and really helps them and then other times he just kind of goes oh who cares about whatever they're doing but that's realistic 
I was pretty disappointed with it. I've seen My Neighbor Totoro stuff everywhere. I feel like it's always so closely associated with Ghibli. I mean, their mascot. And he honestly kind of creeped me out. His smile freaked me out a little bit. There's something about him that made me feel uneasy, like a Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland or something. And I was a little bored, I would say. There was just moment after moment of, this is supposed to be cute. Like the bus scene where he's just there with them waiting for the bus He's got the little leaf above his head and they give him an umbrella. I mean, that was cute. I wasn't like, wow. You know what I mean? I will say, and I said it at the beginning, it is a kid's movie and it would be good to watch with kids. Yeah, it would be good to watch with kids. I don't know if my expectations were just too hyped up or what, but... My expectations were definitely too hyped up. I viewed this as like one of the pinnacles of Ghibli and it was going to be this like most beautiful, most award-winning, life-changing thing. (laughs) No, it was just like a really good, well-animated, feel-good story. Yeah. To me, I think that what broke it is that I have seen Totoro and the cat bus and all that. I've seen all those characters before. So if I had never seen those characters, I feel like it would be more interesting. But I I don't know. I hadn't seen them and I didn't find it that interesting. So I finished Ensemble Stars, which I like started this show, I think a year or two ago. I got up to like episode 16 out of, I don't know, 24. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. This idol show is too much for me. (laughs) So I quit. I'm trying to get to 150. So I was like, okay, I'll finish up shows that I've quit. And so I finished it. It was fine. There's a weird twist at the end where they were like, one of the guys in Trick Stars, which is Trick Stars, the main idol group, his dad was a criminal and he does the same thing too. So Trick Star is going to be disqualified. And that came out of nowhere. And then they resolved that situation. It was fine. And they got back to singing and everything was happy. And they sang their final concert. And that was that. Was that. Idol anime is not for me. That's what I've discovered from watching this. It was cute. There were a lot of cute characters. I swear there's like literally a hundred characters in the show. They focus on so many different ones. I couldn't keep track of them all. I mean, there are cute moments, but the idol anime is not for me. This was, this was not one of my favorites. We also watched Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, which I know is an anime that a lot of people really like. And I see why they liked it. I was not sure about it based on the first episode. I think I've watched that first episode three times. We kept trying to watch it and we just never got into it. Finally, we were in the right mood. And I got to say, I don't know how I feel about the main character or about the world he's in, but the gods and goddesses of that show, I'm 100% about. I want to watch their world and like (laughs) they're like gossiping. Yeah, Hestia is my favorite girl by far in that show. She's pretty legit. She was funny. Mm-hmm. I want to watch the God and Goddesses show too. I will say like Belle was kind of a whatever main character for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was spectacular or anything. I liked that he's just a traditional hero's journey guy. Like I get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Hestia was by far, though, the best part of that anime for sure. I thought that Eyes was really good, too. She's very calm, serious, but clearly really likes him. I thought that she was cool. I will say, I feel like as hyped up as this anime was, I didn't think it was as great as what everyone says it is or thinks it is but that's just me. I think you may have liked it a little bit more than I Yes, did. I felt the same as everybody else, I think. We also watched Scum's Wish, and that was a wild ride, let me tell you. Yeah, no kidding. Was there any likable people in that whole show? Oh, wait. No, I know. The teacher, Narumi. 
<laughs> Narumi, the guy that... What do you mean, likable people? I think that there's a lot of likable characters. It's just that they're imperfect. Okay, that teacher, though, the teacher, Akane, is evil. She's she's so evil. She's right up there with the ant from Grave of Fireflies. No, no, Uh uh no. She'd be ruining lives right and left. She'd be ruining lives right and left, too. She's bad, though, I agree. She's bad. But also, now she's married to... Naruby. Who would have seen that coming? I know, I was like, well, at least one good thing happened in this show, I guess. Yeah, that show had me completely surprised by every step of the way it's like depressed all the time it's just a bunch of people unrequited love right and left nobody getting with the person that they like everybody just trying to throw themselves at somebody that doesn't even like them it just was depressing it was sad it's hard to watch honestly it was it was very depressing not as depressing as grave of fireflies no not even nothing is what else is clanad those two that's it those are the only two that are just as depressing i felt like it was a compelling enough drama i kind of view it as i couldn't really understand their motivations basically they all had motivations that were plainly told to you but i just could not understand i mean i feel like i understood i mean they were all lonely well i couldn't relate to their motivation that's how i feel i mean i relate to loneliness as a concept yeah, but, but like, can't the way that they like, do it. Oh, I, I want only the guys that the other women like. Yeah, you can't relate to being evil. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that you can't relate to being evil. Well, they all turn a little evil at they some point. They all do turn a little evil at some point, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I was disappointed that Mugi and Hanabi didn't actually fall in love. I don't think that was the point. I think the point was, how do you move on from unrequited love in a healthy way? So another movie we watched, Konosuba, Legend of Crimson, and that yeah, was hilarious. That was awesome. I love that. Kazuma's popular face. That Yo, be that dead. scene. He just kept having moments where he's like, my popular face. Cosmo <laughs> <laughs> was extra Cosmo. I feel like, this movie, which was great. I loved it. I also loved the background that we got on Megamine and her family. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, Meeting her that was parents. really good. Also, just to that whole village was really interesting. <laughs> They're all the like Shinibio characters. And you got to see their history and everything of how yeah. they became the way they are. Yeah. That was great. That was amazing. It was so over the top this time, and I loved it. I also watched, speaking of over-the-top things, Grand Blue, which I loved this anime. It was so ridiculous. It's all this guy that gets dragged into the diving club in his college, but mostly they just drink and do really goofy stuff. They feel they need to take off their clothes while they're drinking. Every character in that show is just really weird for the most part. There's a guy that he becomes friends with that's an otaku. And you see him and he's got this one character on his shirt. Anytime you see him, he has something that has the character on it. Like whether it's a volleyball or like a body pillow, whatever. And I loved that guy. That guy was great. That anime was so funny. I was laughing every single episode and the main character in that show he just keeps putting his foot in his mouth about stuff and that was so funny to watch too he's just a, a crazy guy there's an episode where they played tennis against the tennis club to try to get money for their diving club which they barely went diving by the way which is actually kind of funny they did go a little bit towards the end which is cool to see but they play against the tennis club and it's just insane that whole tennis match was just hilarious to watch it was a good show there's a lot of great characters in it and a lot of great humor so I I really appreciated that 
I also watched this anime called Link Click, which is this Chinese anime that a lot of people have been talking about. I think it's number 11 on my anime list right now. And I watched the last episode. Of oh, that yeah, with you, you did. You well. watched that one. I forgot. I forgot that you watched the last episode of that one with me. And too. I was just as confused and cliffhangered as yes. you were. I'm so mad that it left me on a cliffhanger throughout this whole series. They don't mention hardly anything about this guy that can possess people. Yeah, possess people or something with red eyes. Yeah, I don't know. they Some brought kind that up spirit? in like episode nine. I liked this anime, but there were a lot of things about it that were very frustrating to me. I felt like I didn't know how their powers worked or why they had them or when they got them or where they got them from. And I just wish, even if there was just a line that said, I had this power since birth or whatever, I would have liked that. Because they've talked later about the black-haired main character guy, Cheng, I think is his name. He can go into pictures and then the other guy, Lu, can perceive what's happening within like 12 hours or something but they don't really explain how they found out they had these powers or why they have them and that really set me up for being frustrated the whole time and I also felt like there weren't a lot of rules with all the time travel going back into the past I mean they said that there were but I felt like they didn't follow the rules so that was pretty frustrating to watch but I do think that there were a lot of good characters and a lot of good stories and it was very emotional at times seeing them revisit people's memories and things that they regret and like saying things that they wish they had said or doing certain things that they wish they had done or solving mysteries from using the pictures so that was that was pretty cool i like the concept of going back in time using pictures and doing things in small moments that people have had pictures and stuff so that was pretty cool i did like the concept but yeah that cliffhanger where the guy was just like you will never be able to catch me and then the guy whoever this is possesses the main girl on the show and Jin comes back and she's like shot his partner and he's dead i don't know that's what it seemed like to me There's and then no the show that just that ends. Is gonna stay the time right no like he'll go he, back in time and fix it right right for sure that's gonna have to happen we also watched episodes one through four of tatami galaxy i like how it's different timelines in his school life him going to different times and like showing what his life could have been and yeah. it always goes horribly wrong for him at no matter like what club he joins or doesn't <laughs> join it's pretty fun to watch that I think the animation in it is super cool, too. I love uniquely animated shows. Yeah, I haven't been able to pay a ton of attention to the animation because the subtitles just go by so fast. They really do. It it's like, like a, a marathon. Whirlwind. It's like if I hadn't watched every episode of Monogatari multiple times, I don't know if I could keep up. Yeah, this is sub-reading level expert. Yeah, no kidding. Do not try to do your chores while watching Totami no, Galaxy. no. Look up Clockwork Orange, figure out how they keep their eyes open, like get that gadget on your head. Otherwise, you will miss things that they say. Guaranteed. I feel like I only understand 90% of what's being said. You will be qualified to watch Tatami Galaxy when you finish Japanese (laughs) 1. Oh, man. It's good so far. I'm excited to watch more, although I feel like it's hard for us to like get into watching it because it feels like we're a workout. It's daunting. It. Yeah, it is. But I really do want to watch more. I'm excited Me too. for more. We also have been watching this anime called Full Dive about this guy who goes into this video game that's worse than his actual real life. And he accidentally kills his friend in the beginning. And then his life just keeps going downhill from there. <laughs> we watched episodes one through six of that. So I think we're about 
halfway through now. There's been some crazy characters in that show. There's this lady that tries to torture him. There's just one thing after another. He like pees himself, which is embarrassing. Kills his childhood friend, which is terrible. He just has issue after issue. This has been pretty funny, actually. I was not sure how it would be, but it's been fun. I like the concept. I feel like the concept has been keeping me interested. Admittedly, there's not characters I like other than the main character. I think he's kind of fun. I like the character that helps him, the fairy. It's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see what happens next. That's the cool thing about it is that it leaves you on good cliffhangers and it makes you want to watch the next episode. And he actually is progressing in a satisfying way, which he I is, did not expect. Yeah. I expected this to be like a six out of 10 anime. And I don't know if it will get better than that to be a seven or an eight. But so far, the plot is interesting. He's doing cool things. It's a cool concept. It's entertaining for yeah, sure. It's a fun time. I think I might give it a seven or an eight. So that's all the anime we've been watching recently. So that does it for this podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening.